0: You might say efforts to reopen federal buildings and offices has been, shall we say, problematic, uneven, uncertain. Well, somebody had to organize all of the considerations and best practices for getting back to the sanitized water cooler and wiped down communal coffee pot. Yep, it's the Government Accountability Office. Joining me with highlights, the Managing Director for Strategic Issues, Chris Mim. And Chris... Top line. What should agencies be doing right now that so many places are in phase two, yet other places are moving back to phase one? It's kind of a mixed bag out there geographically.
1: It's a pleasure to be with you again, Tom, is that uh, I guess the, the top line issue here is that agencies need to be looking at a very local level at the science and determining their, their re decisions based on that. There needs to be continuous two-way communication with their employees. Both in which the agency is telling the employees and keeping them informed about what's happening and why, but also listening to employee concerns. This is the two way aspect and taking those into its plans for, for reentry as well. So it's local science driving reentry decisions and listening to employees and communicating with employees. That's the key in our view.
0: And what's the best source of local science? I mean, by that, you mean data on infection rates and the trends and that kind of thing. I mean, is there something besides the uh, Johns Hopkins site? Or maybe that is the best place.
1: It's a variety of sites, and this is certainly a variety of sources. And it's certainly in our in our own case at GAO, what we're looking at, obviously, you know, authoritative sources: the Centers for Disease Control, local public health authorities, Johns Hopkins, and others. Also, they need to collaborate and coordinate information with other federal agencies that are located in the same area, just to make sure first that we're not duplicating effort, but second to make sure that we're working off of a a same set of facts, the same set of data as agencies that are located in a common area are are making their own reentry decisions.
0: And that gets to the issue of communications. There has to be some regularity, but also some consistency in what employees are hearing. And I guess if two, say, two agencies occupy the same building as they do in so many different areas of the country, if one agency is communicating one thing on floor three east and they're hearing something else on an agency on floor three west, that could be a problem.
1: Oh, absolutely, and and that, that could be a huge concern. I mean, it's things as simple as what are our masking protocols, things as simple as have your temperature taken when you come into work. Do you ask employees to please take your temperature before you come into work at home? Do you say, hey, if you're, you know, Whatever, you know, if you're feeling sick, you know, then you may want to take your temperature. All of those can lead to real differences in how employees approach work, how work approaches the the employees. And people reasonably want consistency, or at least when there's differences among agencies, having confidence that those are differences based on considerations of agency mission and programs rather than just people making decisions differently just because different people were involved.
0: Yeah, so it seems like it's both... Something that should be driven by some kind of coherent central policy, but also federated to the local circumstances. And that's not an easy order to fulfill on something as big as the government.
1: It's not, but you're exactly right. I mean, there, there has to be both a top-down and radically bottom up approach on this and it's striking the right balance is, is never easy on this but you know government has done this uh, many times before whether it be in disaster planning or in, in other matters we need to have shared communication shared sense of guidance and perspective that comes from you know from the the general federal level while understanding that there may be differences or rather there will be differences in how it looks and how it gets implemented down at, at the local level and there needs to be information sharing that takes place not just at the local level but also at the headquarters level um, and across government so that we can all know what types of decisions are being made based on what science and make sure that employees are being involved and informed.
0: We're speaking with Chris Mim, Managing Director for Strategic Issues at the Government Accountability Office. And then there are some hard logistics issues, too. Like, I've heard from different agencies that one can call up Granger or one of these supply companies, and fill their coffers with masks and sanitizer. And others, somehow the procurement regulations seem to get in the way and they can't get the same stuff from the same supplier. How is that all going and what's your best advice there?
1: The aspect that we talked about and have been tracking most closely is that is the Census Bureau, as they reentry or reopen for large field operations, they have made sure that their employees will have the masks, have the hand sanitizers, have all the various PPE that they needed. And they did a huge procurement on that. To, and the delivery has actually been coming in waves. And so it, it's, you know, to, to get to your point, it's not as though that everything is going to be available right away, but they were making sure that they, the Census Bureau, were making sure that they would have all the material that they would need as they begin the follow-up on the uh, 50 to 60 million households that haven't responded to the census.
0: And on the presumption that there is going to be a pretty good level of teleworking from now on, not everybody, but maybe a certain percentage for a variety of reasons, and that also masks will become part of the workplace and the public sphere for the foreseeable future, do you recommend that agencies maybe supply those disposable masks? And the reason I ask that is if someone uses the same owned mask day after day, they could be walking in with a bacteria-soaked piece of thing across their face as opposed to just getting a brand new one and throwing it out when they leave
1: that's certainly one of the decisions that agencies need to make. And when we talk about the importance of coordination down at a local level, that's exactly one of those issues that we wouldn't want one agency where you're mentioning kind of floor three and floor three west, where you have one agency that is making sure that their people all have the mask. Another agency saying, well, you're you're on your own. We would really recommend that you occasionally uh, change your mask. Those different decisions lead to confusion, lead to understandable anxiety among employees, that we shouldn't have those differences. Those are the types of things that agencies can work out ahead of time so that working together that they have a common message and common approach.
0: All right. And any other key practices? That's, uh, you know, to use a good GAO phrase.
1: Well, I think one of the things in, in searching for silver linings and in very dark times is that for many agencies, they have found that telework works. And as we go forward, what we're urging them to do is look at the lessons learned, positive and if it's, you know, hasn't been seamless, to look at the problems that they've had as an opportunity to expand telework and to keep telework in place as we get back to whatever normal will look like in a COVID world.
0: Got it. And just out of curiosity, what about GAO itself? What what does it look like for your office reopening plans? I mean, it's pretty centralized but it seems like a lot of people are still teleworking.
1: Yeah, we're all teleworking. And for us, you know, we were very fortunate that we were pretty much a high telework agency ahead of time, you know, and and we have a a field structure, 11 field offices. And I know when I called my colleagues, this is months ago, and I would call my colleagues to talk to them in a field office, I wouldn't know where they were physically sitting at that moment, whether they were in an office or teleworking at home. And frankly, I don't care because they're they're doing the work and, and fulfilling the mission. And so for us, I would expect that it would it be months rather than weeks before we're back to, to any sort of uh, reentry. Uh, but it, I, mean, I keep using the term reentry because we never closed. And like a lot of the rest of the federal government, we've kept working and kept do, doing our reports on behalf of the Congress.
0: And finally, the agencies did do a lot of effort, those that didn't have a robust telework and remote access technology structure in place before all of this, now that they have it. Is there any backfilling and standardization or any kind of efforts they have to do to keep this capability going at some reasonable cost and reasonable way to manage?
1: That's one of the things that we urge agencies to do now is to do an assessment of how their telework is is working. And did they have the technology in place that can withstand, you know, peak usage from people, from their employees during the the day? Um, Did they have the bandwidth that would, would do that? Do they have in place the right set of personnel practices and policies? So this is all part of the evaluation that agencies should be doing with an eye towards both lessons learned in the immediate crisis, but also... What can we do? What does this tell us about the opportunities for telework going forward?
0: Chris Mim is Managing Director for Strategic Issues at the Government Accountability Office. As always, thanks so much.
1: My great pleasure.
0: We'll post this interview and a link to his report at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federal drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
1: When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else.